Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Today on 100 Yards of Football. Mr. Football himself, Vincent Turner, goes into one of the most contentious string of debates among college football fans. Who are the best DBs, the ones who know how to flip their hips and backpedal and know how to get out there and cover? Ladies and gentlemen, will the top ones come from the Alabama Crimson Tide, the LSU Tigers? Will it be the Miami, Florida Hurricanes? Will it be the Wolverines of Michigan or from the Texas Longhorns? Will they come from the UCLA Brewers? Will they come from the Florida State Seminoles? Or will they come, ladies and gentlemen, from the Ohio State Buckeyes or USC Trojans? We'll find out now from Vincent Turner, who's the best collegiate DBs of all time on 100 yards of football. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'm Vincent Turner. The 901. If you like the video, please come and share it. And special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landis, for making it happen this morning here on one of the yards football. College football, what a sport. Very loved here down in the South. I grew up listening to it and watching it in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. So it's been some great college football players, especially at the defensive back position. In my list, I did some studying. I did some reading. I pulled out some major publications. And these 12 are the best in my book. Now, arguably, there's some that was left off this list. This came along. We in 2022 now. But I'm sorry. I'm going to go off my list and go off what I've seen over college football all the years I played. Unfortunately, there's no players off Alabama that made the list. I'm sorry. So there's going to be some people that's upset. But that's all right, though. When you look at this list and you look at what 
I put together, I think I put together a real strong list of guys that I've watched this game play over some years and guys that play at a high level. And also, too, meant a lot to the university. So let me get started with the list. My number 12 guy is Champ Bailey, University of Georgia. I moved here in Georgia in 1996 and what the fall of October. And Champ Bailey was a freshman at the time. But I tell you, it was a joy to watch him play these two years that he played at Georgia. You're talking about a guy that had great coverage skills off the chains, football intelligence off the chains, A+. But what I liked about him was his dual ability. I'll go back. He had three 100-yard games receiving when he was at Georgia. But the game I liked when they played LSU. Yes, sir, LSU. His junior year. And boy, that night down in Baton Rouge, he was special. So he comes in at number 12 on my list. And number 11, LSU. He's a dentist now in the state of Louisiana. Very smart guy, but Tommy Casanova. He was another dual threat guy, played on both sides of the ball. But what I think about Tony Casanova, and I, and I remember about him, he can hit like a brick. But the thing I like about him, against Ole Miss in one football game, he had two punt returns for touchdowns, 61 and 73 yards. He was special and fast. So Tony Casanova comes in number 11 on my list. And number 12, excuse me, at number 10, I'm sorry. I'm just stuck on 12 this morning. Number 10, Bradley Van Pelt. Michigan State, Sparty, athlete, all Big Ten in 1972. But what I like about him, the guy was a Big Ten all-conference pitcher in a game against, I want to say, let me give my notes right. I'm looking here. Against Illinois, he struck out 14 batters in seven innings. And he also played basketball on the basketball team. As a freshman, he scored 14 points in a game against Iowa. Tremendous athlete, tremendous football player, tremendous instincts, and represented Michigan State real well. Number 10 on my list is Brian Van Pelt. At number nine, Jake Scott, baby. 16 career interceptions. Went on with a great career with the Miami Dolphins. But what I remember about Jake Scott, he was always around the football. But I'm going to tell you a moment. 1968, opening game, Neyland Stadium. Tennessee had just went over and changed from grass to AstroTurf. He returned a punt 91 yards for a touchdown. That's what I remember about Jake Scott. And then him being a defensive back, he made plays all over the field. 16 interceptions, had everything he wanted in the safety. Reaction time, ability to read the offenses at a high level, and a quarterback's biggest nightmare. Coming in at number eight, Colorado in the house. I'm not talking about Cordell Stewart. I'm not talking about any other Colorado player. 
I'm talking about Dick Anderson, who put Colorado on the map before anybody else. 16 career interceptions. When you're talking about playing the safety position, man, you're talking about playing it at a high level. You're talking about the ability to hit, read, react. You got that FBI football intelligence. It's no question about it. Dick Anderson was at another level. And you know what he also do? He will knock your jock back into the next world. Dick Anderson comes in at number eight on my list, the all-time greatest defensive backs. Now, this gets to real, real the tough part when I was putting this list together. And number seven, Rob Woodson. And trust me, he should be up a little higher on this list. But, hey, man, I had to squeeze him in. I wish I could have squeezed him in the top five, but I went on and put him a number seven. What more can you say about this young man out of Purdue University by way of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I remember him as a freshman. He started, people don't know this, at tailback. He was another dual threat guy, played both sides of the ball. Opening game of the year, he had 93 yards in that game. He caught three passes for six, seven yards. Then he played the defensive back position, had 10 tackles. And that was against Indiana. And you know that this guy was going to be a very special player. But he's also a track star. Two-time All-Big Ten in the hurdles. But most of all, instincts A-plus, awareness A-plus. And a super athlete was invited to the 1984 Olympic trials in the 400 meters. And in high school, he had the fastest time in the country. Rob Woodson was special. I saw a good-looking guy, Chico DeBarge, one of college football. Coming in at number six. You know what that means? That means to you. Benny Blades, baby. South Florida. Tubbs and Crockett. You think about Benny Blades, the skill set was unbelievable. Fast. One thing about Benny Blades, I used to see him eight yards back deep, right? And then say the opposite team, like going back to the Oklahoma game in 1986 when they played against Jamel Holloway and Spencer Tim and all those great running backs, Patrick Collins in that wishbone. And I used to wonder myself, how did Benny Barnes, Benny Blades, will make it up to the line of scrimmage so fast? I used to think that. But then I had to go back and look at his high school career. He was a track star, baby, at a high level. Was another guy, was all staying in the 300 meters. And boy, he was special at the University of Man and played on a great man but defense would make no bones. And went on with a decent career with the Detroit Lions, but he was a guy that could play the run, the pass. He could do it all. Coming in at number five, they called me the assassin. They called me a guy, when he's on the field, I need to go the other way. Jack Tatum, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Jack Tatum clearly, in my opinion, was the only football player. And remember, when he was at Ohio State, Super Sophomores, I was eight years old. But Jack Tatum clearly was the first football player that I could remember 
actually had people out on the field scared of him. They would go the other way. His hitting ability, he would knock, not your jock off, he would knock your helmet off. Go back and check Sammy White in the Super Bowl. And he was a guy that can change the tempo on the game with a major hit. Go back to the 1969 Rose Bowl. O.J. Simpson had broke off that great 80-yard run for a touchdown. Later on in the second quarter, they gave O.J. that that pitch sweep 66 right. And boy, Jack Tatum came out of somewhere like a cannon and hit O.J. Simpson so hard. O.J. was very timid the rest of the football game. And then go back his sophomore year against Leroy Keyes, who was a Heisman favorite at Purdue, and he shut down Leroy Keyes. And one day he shut him down. Mr. Keyes didn't want to touch the football. Jack Tatum had to be one of the hardest-hitting football players in the defensive backfield that ever played a game on any level of high school, pro, and college. Jack Tatum comes in at number five on my list. And number four, Running lot. The production in USC was solid. Played the cornerback position at a high level. He played in 28 games without a loss. Very physical guy from San Fernando, California. But what I really liked about running lot is that really SC kind of caked this game in a bag. But when he got with the 49ers, it just seemed like he, he came out on another level. Talking about aggressiveness, talking about ability to hit, talking about the ability to cover, the ability to just be physical. Running Lott was just special when he got to the pros. But while he was at SC, we all know he had the talent. And that's why he came in number three, number four on my list, because he played on an SC team that had NFL talent all the field. He did his thing. He was one of the better corners in the country, but he was quiet. But I had to put him number three on the list, number four on the list. And number three. Whew! Young man started from day one at UCLA. Jessica Pete, Virginia. You're talking about a skill set. When you're talking about football, football is a very aggressive sport. And it's only one way to play. You don't have friends out there. I'm sorry when you get out there on that football field, especially on the defensive side of the field. field. But when you look at Kenny Easley, what I like about I'm going to talk about his size. At 6'3", 205, he was lean. But the hitting ability was an A+. High level he played at A+. Played hurt and tough A+. And he was explosive like dynamite. Like dynamite. And he was very confident, man. And he played very, very confident. It was just a shame when he got to Seattle. He had a great career, but it had to end early. Kenny Easley was special, man. One of the most explosive, hard-hitting defensive players that stepped on the college football season. And at UCLA, that was known for basketball, Walton. Al Sindor and now Jabbar. Hey, 
Kenny Ease would have UCLA football program at another level. He had them being noticed. At number two on my list, Fremont, Ohio. How did Ohio State let their young man go to Michigan? Maybe because Fremont is what, about 50 miles outside, uh, about 50 miles outside Detroit. I don't know. But that's what I'm looking at. How did this young man get out of Ohio and play for Michigan? But you got to say his college career was off the charts. Look at him on the image right there. Had that interception in the Rose Bowl that propelled Michigan to a national championship. World-class athlete, confident, fearless, played on both sides of the ball, won the 1997 Heisman Trophy. That's the best football player in the country. His 1997 season was outstanding. 15 pass breakups, five interceptions. But you know when I know Charles Woodson, and going back that year, he had that key 78 yard punt return against Ohio State in that game. And that game right there really won him the highest. But when I knew Charles Woodson was special as a true freshman, he went up against Terry Dillon, Ohio State, a true freshman, 19 years old, playing against Ohio State, Terry Glenn. No help on one side of the field. Ted Glenn, bless his soul. All-American that season. Had a great career with the Patriots and Cowboys in the National Football League. That was six passes thrown to Terry Glenn that day. Four of them were incomplete, and two of them were picked out by Charles Woodson. Woo! I knew that boy was going to be special. That's why he came in at number two on my list. And number one, Fort Myers, Florida. You're talking about a guy that really, really put college football kind of on the map and then took his took his, uh, his act to the National Football League and really put the National Football League on the map. On the map. You're talking about a guy that brought showmanship and entertainment. A guy that was must-see TV. I was living in Knoxville, Tennessee at the time. Knoxville, Tennessee, and then I moved out into the suburbs of Loudon, Tennessee, which is about 30 miles east. And I used to say, this guy Florida State, he got to be the best athlete I've ever seen. Play baseball at a high level. Just to show you as a junior, he played in the Fiesta Bowl. Florida State beat Nebraska, ended up number two in the country. That same year, he played on a baseball team that made it to the College World Series, and they finished fifth in the country. But when I think about Dion, it was his first game against Tulane in 1985 on TBS. Didn't do nothing modest, but I remember the great Bob Neal and Tim Foley announcing the game. And they said, Lord, have mercy. This freshman out of Fort Myers, remember his name. His name is Deion Sanders. The nickname Primetime. And you know how Deion Sanders got that nickname? He got it from a teammate by the name of Richard Fain that played corner at Florida. 
Dion got that name prime time because in the state championship basketball game, he had back-to-back slam dunks. The pro this team to winning that game on the basketball floor. But he got the Florida State. And he really, like I say, took college football to another level. 17 career interceptions, 15 yards on punt returns, 10 total touchdowns. Four of those touchdowns, interceptions he turned into touchdowns. But the one play I'm going to always remember about Deion Sanders on the college level is two plays against Clemson his senior year. The Clemson crowd overrated prime time. You suck. And you know, imagine what else they were saying. And he took that punt back 90 yards. Prime time. Then in the Sugar Bowl that year against Lawyer Tillman who both been one of the top NFL receivers that year. They tried to hit Mr. Timmer with a slant, and Deion Sanders picked a pass off. And he went over to the Auburn's sideline, was looking at him, said, and Dan Didoff, who was announcing the game at the time, oh, that's not really uh, sportsmanship. You need to shut up, homeboy. Deion Sanders is an old football player who said what he was going to do. He backed it up at 100%. Then, of course, him hitting the home run with the New York Yankees in Major League Baseball, him being a rookie, flying a plane, hit a home run that Monday with the Yankees. And then on Sunday in his first NFL game, returned a punt 68 yards for a touchdown with the Falcons. It ain't no question about it. He is the one athlete that said what he was going to do. He was going to back it up. And then look at him now. Who would have ever thought? Really, I thought Dion would stay in the television and really be on. But he was on CBS and he was on NFL Total uh, Assets for years. But for him to go into coaching, I really didn't see that. But look what he's doing at Jackson State. He's got people worried. He's got people worried. He had the he's got the number one recruit last year. He broke Nick Saban's heart. He broke Kirby Smart's heart. He got that young man Travis Hunter out of Collins Hill. And I'm gonna say this about Deion Sanders. Unfortunately. I hope he stays at Jackson State. But if one of these power five schools come hollering at him, you better believe it. Based on these schools, job hopping the conferences, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, you better hope Dion don't get a major job at somewhere like Georgia Tech or somewhere like Nebraska, I see those schools on the horizon might need coaches. He going to be a game changer. But he comes in at number one on my list of all the greatest defensive backs that made my list in college football. So let me repeat the list again. And number 12, 
Champ Bailey. Go dogs. And number 11, Tommy Casanova, LSU. He's a dentist now. And number 10, my man was all Big Ten as a pitcher and also played basketball. Outstanding safety, Brad Van Pelt. And number nine, another dog, Jake Scott. 16 interceptions in his career. And number eight, Colorado Buffaloes, Dick Anderson, Skills, 16 interceptions in his career. And number seven, Purdue University Engineering School, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I really, really followed putting Rob Woodson much farther up my list. But Rob, forgive me. But, man, you was a hell of a player at Purdue University, man, a hell of a track star. And number six, Benny Blakes. Benny, Benny, Benny. Benny and the Jets. Boy, this guy could really run, man, play the run in the pass at a high level. I know a lot of people talk about Ed Reed and Ed Reed is in the Hall of Fame. I know a lot of people talk about Sean Taylor. But I hope y'all give y'all flowers to Benny Blaze because he set the tone for the you at the free safety position. At number five, Ohio State, Jack Tatum. They call me the assassin. Look at that helmet right there. Could you imagine playing wide receiver or running back? And you know this guy was on the field, and you look at some of the John Ball hits he had. O.J. Simpson, Leroy Keys. When somebody... OJ's been going around on these platforms. Somebody asked OJ about that hit he took against uh, Jack Tatum in the 1969 Rose Bowl. Outstanding football player. And one other thing about Jack Tatum. He came to Ohio State as a highly claimed running back out of New Jersey. But Lou Holtz, who was the defensive back coach, said, please, Woody, please, Woody Hayes, let me move him to defense. Because I got a chance of coaching the greatest player on the defensive side at Ohio State. That was Lou Holtz, the defensive coordinator time at Ohio State. Coming in at number four, Ronnie Lott, San Fadino, 1981 NFL draft. Boy, he was special. Hard nose, could hit, could cover. Another one of them guys that have you scared out there on the field. And number three, Kenny Easley, UCLA. Chesapeake, Virginia, baby. I remember the first game I saw Kenny Easley play as a true freshman, national television, against Purdue. And, boy, he was all over the field. Let me back up. Check my notes. It might not have been Purdue, but it was a national championship. It was a national televised game. And I came here and Keith Jackson said, this true freshman is going to make an impact in college football. Boy, when Kenny Easley hit you, man, man, you felt it. And then he was 6'3", 205. And you used to say, how did this guy bring so much power? Then in number two. I don't have to say no more about Charles Wilson. Just got voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The greatest defensive back that's ever played at the University of Michigan. To me, the greatest defensive player ever. Every time 
that he was at Michigan playing on that field, he made plays. And I told y'all, when I really realized about Charles Wilson, a true freshman, playing on the side of one side of the field with no help, Lloyd Carr gave him all the confidence in the world. Going man-to-man with Terry Glenn, who was a senior, an All-American. Six passes thrown toward Terry Glenn's side, four incomplete, and two picked out by Charles Woodson. And the number one defensive back of all time that made my list. It's not even a question. It's not even up for debate. Can nobody come even remotely bring anybody to me? It's Deion Sanders of Florida State University. He really changed the game of college football, man. He put it up there like an entertainment value, a must-see TV, like a Drake, like a Rick Ross, like an Elvis Presley. It was exciting. It was something that it was like a good margarita drink in a good Mexican restaurant. Because you know when Dion was on that field, something was going to happen. Prime time. And look what he's doing down at Jackson State. The same, same thing. When it's all said and done, he might go down as one of the college football greatest coaches of all time. I might not see it. But Deion Sanders is coming, man. He made number one. On my list. So I know everybody's not going to agree with the list per se. There's some great football players I left off the list. Of course, Sean Taylor and Ed Reed, there's no question about it. Jalen Ramsey at Florida State. Even at Alabama, Jeremiah Castile, Tommy Wilcox, Tennessee, Roland James. But when it's all said and done, this is my list. This is the list I came up with. So if you disagree with me, you know I'm over here at 100 Yards of Football. Shoot me a text. Hit me on Facebook. Hit me anywhere. It don't matter. But my list is not going to change. Because I love this game of football. I've been watching it since I was six years old. Michigan State, Notre Dame, baby. First game I saw. Bubba Smith, Alan Page, Rocky Bly, Jimmy Ray, George Webster. I don't have to say no more. Tennessee State, 1966. The greatest team ever. College football. Claude Humphrey. King Dunlap Jr. Eldridge Dickey. 22 players drafted in the NFL over three years. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. I'll be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. I'm Mr. Football, Vincent Turner. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landers. To my guy that brought me up, Mr. Mark Bass. And all I got to say to end this video is this. They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. God bless. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. 
head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.